0: Like people have, uh, like they like birthday cake and stuff like that. I prefer pizza.
1: I like pizza. Just this constant outpouring of love via snacks.
2: It's a it's a very simple food that have a very powerful impact.
0: Well, if pizza grew on trees, I would never eat another thing. Pizza, my love for you, I proudly sing. If pizza grew. It'd It'd be be
3: sweet. Sweet. Welcome back to Homeslice. Hi, Rachel. (laughs) Hey, Amanda. Nice to see you. I'm really happy to be back in the studio
4: recording for our second episode. It's been a couple of months since we released our first episode. It takes a lot of time to do this, and um, yeah, podcasting
3: is hard. It turns out it's quite hard and time consuming, and we have you know lives and jobs and dogs. Well, yeah dog you have a dog we but share him I sometimes steal dog him
4: <laughs> I bet you had a lot of chances to eat pizza in between last episode and this episode We should gauge time by pizzas
3: <laughs> if that's the case then our episode came out a couple of months ago so that's at least like a dozen pizzas.
4: At least. Yeah, and lots of random slices. I went to New York. I had pizza three times in New York. Just three times? Yeah. I also went to Nashville and had pizza there. You've been to California a couple times. California had pizza there for sure. Florida, pizza there also. So we've been working on our podcast, but also just eating pizza all over the country. Okay, let's get to it. There's a lot of negativity in the world, so we wanted to focus on something positive. So for this episode, we searched within our community and the internet and even within ourselves for examples of positivity or pizza-tivity. Yeah, Uh uh-huh, pizza puns.
3: And honestly, what's more positive than giving away or receiving free pizza? So we talked to three different people for this episode, a student, an entrepreneur, and a Redditor, all of whom talked with us about the gift of pizza. When we first decided we were going to make Home Slice, we went a little crazy researching ideas for episodes and segments that we wanted to do, and one of the first things I came across was this community on Reddit called Random Acts of Pizza. And don't worry, we'll get in more detail about that later in this episode.
4: We started asking ourselves, is there something about pizza that lends itself to generosity? So, to answer that question, we first looked for some other examples of pizza gifting.
3: One example that came to mind is when tragedies strike, hospitals around the country have begun this tradition of sending pizzas to emergency room staff to lend moral support.
4: Also, I found that article about the Royals when they won the World Series and the Giants, who had won last year, sent a whole bunch of pizzas to their office and the royals staff who had been working hard planning the parade got to eat a bunch of free pizza. It was really nice. And here's another example. This one is more personal to me as a journalist.
3: It's a long-running tradition that when big news events happen in a city, journalists will often band together and send pizza to the local news outlet, which is typically the newspaper in town. It's meant to show support and express solidarity. It's happened recently at places like the Baltimore Sun, the Boston Globe, and the Post and Courier in Charleston. In fact, this tradition
4: actually hit home here in Columbia, Missouri a couple of weeks ago. To put this in perspective, we need a little bit of context. So let's take a brief detour. I feel like everyone
3: heard about what's been happening at Mizzou. Racial tensions on campus, student demonstrations, the football team going on strike, and then changes in administration. The story quickly became national news.
4: Yes. Suddenly, Mizzou is in the spotlight. The activism on campus actually brought about real change and even inspired similar demonstrations all over the country.
3: And I work at the University of Missouri. I teach journalism here, and many of my students work for local media. They were working day and night to help tell a complicated story that was emotional for them in many ways.
4: So we want to acknowledge the significance of these events and recognize that the bigger story is about the movement. But we're here to talk about pizza, so let's do that.
3: A couple of local newsrooms were sent a bunch of pizza that week, both the student newspaper on campus, The Maneater, and the Columbia Missourian, which is a community newspaper whose staff comprises mostly students. I was curious about that experience and what the student journalists made of it, so I asked one of my students to talk with me about that week.
1: I am Beatrice Costalima. I am a staff photographer at the Columbia Missourian. I am rarely ever in the newsroom, but ever since all of the activism has sprung up on campus, I've been in the newsroom every single day.
3: Tell me about how it felt in the newsroom during that week.
1: It was super busy. Um, usually during the weekdays or, you know, the newsroom's full with students, but it was extra full. It was all hands on deck. Everyone was there, even if they were doing a job that's normally not theirs. Like I went to sleep at 3 a.m. Monday morning and then went back into the newsroom at like 7 a.m. that same morning and then went straight into covering everything that was happening and the exhaustion plus the intensity of that day, I definitely had moments where I had to stop and just like breathe. <laughs>
3: How did you guys eat that week?
1: By that point, like, the whole country knew what was going on, University of Missouri. Alumni had obviously picked up on the fact that we were working really hard. It was a photo alumnus who uh, helped organize the gathering of money to pay for pizza. And so we found out at the photo desk that we were gonna get pizza and like I was kinda down that whole day, I was exhausted, I was stressed out, I was getting emotional with everything going on and when I heard that there was free pizza coming, I was ecstatic. Cause I'm pretty sure I probably had forgotten to eat all day too so I didn't even know how how hungry I was until the announcement of pizza came. We were all so focused and we were all just completely entrenched in our work and then someone like mentioned pizza and everyone kinda like looked up was like, oh my god, (laughs) pizza's coming. It was just like a, it was a good, bright spot in the day that we all needed.
3: How would you describe the way the student journalists handled covering the events of that historic week?
1: I think it was complicated because that term, you know, student journalists, we're not just journalists for the Columbia, Missouri, and we are also students at this campus. So a lot of the people that we were covering were our friends and our fellow classmates. So I think it was a, it was kind of a challenge in a sense that we had to, remain detached on one end but you kind of inherently can't attach yourself it was a time where you really kind of had to stop and question what you were doing all the time the fact that we were there covering the protest was being questioned by the public i was constantly having to overanalyze myself and think like am i doing the right thing am i doing a good job is am i doing the right thing for the public good with what i'm doing and so were under a lot of scrutiny I like yeah fair we were say. under a ton of scrutiny um with good reason, you know, it was it really important, sensitive topic. But after a day of questioning myself the whole time and whether or not I was like doing a good job and whether or not I was doing the right thing, having someone gift you pizza was like a pat on the back being like, no, you're OK. Keep going. It's a long tradition in newsrooms to give pizza to hardworking journalists in tough times. I was wondering if you guys recognize that. Oh, 100 percent. We definitely all like thought of that in that moment. It was kind of cool to be that newsroom getting, like, the pizza gram that we got, so it felt really nice. One thing that I think we all thought about when we were um, getting the pizza every day and entering this long-standing tradition of newsroom pizza was, wow, I can't wait till I'm a grown-up, big-kid journalist, and I actually have a suitable salary, and I can afford to buy newsroom pizza for the Columbia, Missourian journalists later. So that's definitely a tradition that I hope to continue. (music)
4: pizza tree or little pizza shop turn one. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. It was actually like a big milestone, Uh, but we thought we would celebrate by selling one dollar slices for some reason, Um, which wasn't as fun as we expected. It was a really crazy day. Yeah, I didn't actually come to the shop that day because I heard it was insane.
3: I was so happy for you guys, but I did not want to stand in a line out the door.
4: (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot of college kids that were like, cheap food. Um, But also, like, amazing community members that love and support us. That's Um, awesome. Yeah. And actually, uh, one person didn't even come to the shop, but did this sweet thing. They called the shop and said, I want to buy pizza for the next 10 customers. That's so cool. Just random people. Yeah. And it was like, they spent $10, but the next 10 people in line just got a free slice of pizza, and they, you know. A nice little surprise. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a sweet little pizza pay-it-forward kind of kind of thing. Your
3: example is like a small-scale version of this thing that happens in Philadelphia. There's this guy named Mason Wartman who owns a pizza shop called Rose's Fresh Pizza. And being a restaurant owner in like a pretty big city is not usually something you get a lot of attention for. But his story is a little bit different.
4: Uh, recently, he's gained a lot of notoriety. Yeah, he's been on Ellen and Good Morning America, NPR and CNN all because he started a pay-it-forward pizza program.
3: Yeah, and so here's how it started. Wartman was working in finance on Wall Street when he realized that he'd plateaued in his career, and it was time for him to move on. He was really hungry for a change, and he was inspired by this New York institution.
4: So we spoke to him on Skype recently and asked him to share his story.
2: I always wanted to own my own business, and I liked the dollar pizza concept. So there's a bunch of these tiny little storefronts in Manhattan that, sell pizza by the slice for a dollar. So I left New York, quit my job and and moved back home to start Rosa's just to sell pizza by the slice for a dollar. After about three months, we found ourselves serving a lot of homeless people because they could afford our food, uh, but sometimes they would come in short. So one day a customer knew this and offered to pre-purchase a slice for a homeless person. He referenced a tradition in Italy, where cafes will put empty cups of coffee on a shelf behind the register to keep track of the pre-purchased coffees. So I just ran out, got post-its, and put one up to remind myself and the employees that there was a slice to give out if if a homeless person or anyone in need really came in short of the dollar.
3: The Pay It Forward pizza concept started in March 2014, and it took off. So shortly after, there were these brightly colored post-it notes covering the walls of roses. And today, they're still there, but the program has grown so much, they can't keep track of it that way anymore. So now the donations are logged through a computer system, and that helps, Wartman told us, because it allows slices to be given more easily both in person, at the shop, and online.
4: The positive response has been kind of overwhelming at times, but it's been really gratifying for Wartman and his team of pizza people.
2: I think the most memorable reactions have been from big older men that come in and start to cry and they're, they're donors. They're not homeless. Maybe they've, they've had like a checkered past or a difficult life, but they come in and they like come to me in tears and they're like, wow, this is such an amazing thing. I'm so glad this is here. And they, they buy slices for people. You know, I, I didn't think that this would be such an emotional experience, you know? And it's just nice to know that someone cares about you. Like they don't care about what you've done or the choices you make, or anything like that. They just want you to be okay and enjoy, in this case, pizza. And uh, that's kind of our job here, to make sure that we always have some pizza for people that come in. Well, I'll grab you a slice. Hell, I'll make it too. I'll feed you with my own hands. If I could, I'd help you too. Green olives and shrooms, i pluck plucked with
0: my hands. But no sausage have respect for the beast of the land. Right.
3: It's time to talk about what sparked this idea of pizza gifting in the
4: first place.
3: Let's talk about Reddit.
4: Are you a Redditor, Amanda? Um, No. No, I'm not. Um, also, I never really thought I would say this, but just tell me about Reddit. So it's essentially this anonymous social network that's kind of like a huge message
3: board. It's divided into these different communities based on interest areas or topics, and they're called subreddits. Okay, so then Random Acts of Pizza is a subreddit. Exactly. I found it one day when I was looking for different online communities that were dedicated to pizza. And the first thing I noticed is that its tagline is the power of kindness, one pizza at a time.
4: Well, that sounds lovely. Uh, tell me more, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. So there are about 24,000
3: subscribers to the sub. And the way it works is people can post asking for a pizza or they could post an offer to give pizza. You can either comment on the thread or message the poster directly to follow through. So what kinds of things do people say in their posts? You see a lot of common themes on there. Sometimes the posts are about actual need. Someone's having financial trouble or medical issues. Sometimes the posts are more emotional, and they want pizza to make them feel better. Other times, students post to ask for pizza while studying. And then you have the people who just want free pizza for no particular reason. Cool. Uh, Can we
4: read some examples?
3: Yeah. So here's one. The title of the post is, I just got dumped. It goes on, Yesterday, my live-in boyfriend left me. He's been cheating on me with his ex-girlfriend. He chose her. I don't mean to give a sob story, but I don't have the energy to do much of
4: anything. I would really love a pizza. Ugh, that's awful. I know. Okay, let's read another one. This is another heartbreaker. My family and I were evicted from our home, and we have been scraping by every night since then in hotel rooms. We just used the last of our money to keep a roof over our heads, and now we're stuck with no options for food tonight.
3: Ugh, yeah, that to be going can be really sad. So here are a few post titles that are just posted today. Start a new job tomorrow, and all I have in my pantry is spaghetti sauce, but no noodles.
4: Okay, yes. I can picture that pantry. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, broke, stressed out college kid needing cheesy goodness. Um, been there. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a lot of students that we know. Uh huh. It's finals week. Yep.
3: Uh. Yep. Uh, New city, broken heart, need to fill the void with some pizza.
4: Mm. Wow. In there too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sad. Short on cash and have a horrible cold, would love a pizza in Texas. Hm. I would love a pizza in Texas too. <laughs> I'd eat it.
3: Okay, so here's one that's a little different. A girl invited me and my GF to Netflix and chill. I'm hoping for the best case scenario. Can someone help with a pizza?
4: Uh, by best case scenario, they mean, like, eat a pizza and watch Netflix, right?
3: Whatever you need to tell (laughs) yourself, Amanda. (laughs) Uh
4: (laughs) Okay, so does this work? Like, do people actually get pizza?
3: Yep. It's actually a very supportive community and pretty reciprocal. But here's the thing. People on Reddit like to be anonymous. That's kind of its thing. I messaged so many people asking to hear about times they would given or received a pizza, and I got turned down a lot. But finally, I found this dude, Andy from California, who would talk to
4: us. So what did his post say?
3: The title was, Paycheck is five days late, $10 to my name, which I need to get to and from work tomorrow. And I'll let him tell you the rest.
0: When I thought about the random acts of pizza, I just for whatever reason, I thought, you know, it's not going to work. I just didn't think it was going to work. So I went and made the post, told people like, hey, I don't have very much money and I'm hungry. And lo and behold, someone was like, hey, you still want pizza? Of course I did.
4: Of course he did. Yep. And
3: someone came through for him. They sent him a large pie within a few hours. He was pumped.
0: It made me feel awesome, dude. Like just to think that there's someone out there who has that sort of capacity to just be like, look, this person has nothing to offer me, but they're clearly in need right now. And I'm going to do something cool for them. It just, I don't know, it just made me, it, it's not, it didn't feel like it was something I deserved, but it's definitely not something I took for granted.
4: Okay, Reddit isn't so bad after all. It can actually be pretty cool, and the great thing about
3: the Random Acts of Pizza community is that it's got this spirit of give and take that keeps it going.
4: I like
0: that it's as small as it is. I don't know that it would function quite the same if it got bigger, because I feel like if more people hopped onto it, it would just be a bunch of people asking for pizza for and it would kind of skew the ratio of people actually sending pizza. I think it's a great subreddit. I definitely know that I'm going to be buying someone a pizza using this stuff, uh, sometime in the future because I want to give what someone gave to me in that moment. Pizza's always been there in my life. I've never been able to go to a pizza. Even if it was a bad pizza, I would still be like, oh whatever, it was still pizza. I got to eat pizza today. It's always a nice thing. It's just universally accepted as awesome.
3: Okay, Amanda, so after Andy and I finished talking about pizza, there was one final question that I had to ask. I wanted to know the story behind his username.
0: Okay, so <laughs> my my username, Asshole Factory, uh, <laughs> that came from when I was playing Fallout New Vegas for the first time, and I was trying to make like a doctor-like character, and I thought like, what would be a really inappropriate name for a doctor? Uh, Dr. Asshole Factory. Eh, eh, eh. Dig
2: around, dig around, dig around and juicy, dig around and juicy. Pizza, pizza, eat a lot of,
0: eat a lot of, eat
4: a
2: lot of pizza. Oh yeah, Italian pizza. Oh yeah, Italiana pizza.
4: We set out to find examples of pizza altruism, but really, what we found is that people aren't giving pizza solely out of the kindness of their hearts. They're doing it to be a part of something bigger. It's about community. And to answer our question of how pizza inspires giving, there were
3: some common themes we heard from our guests in this episode. Pizza is the perfect gift because it's nourishing, it's delicious, everyone loves it. And it's easy to give, but still makes people feel
4: special. So if you're looking to show someone that you care, even if it's a stranger, why not give them the gift of pizza? It might seem like a small gesture, but you're actually making your community a better place. We invite you to give a random act of pizza,
3: and we want to hear about it. If you feel so inclined, record your giving and send it our way. In our next episode, we'll be carrying on this tradition and then exploring some of the more
4: complex parts of altruism. Yeah, we talked to so many people about pizza kindness that it had to spill over into another episode. So stay tuned.
0: tell stories all night long take turns saying how much we like that song next thing you know we'll be getting hungry and we'll order a pizza probably from pizza tree all these nights are the same all these nights are the same all these nights are the same damn thing and i hope that they never change
2: Home Slice is hosted and produced by Amanda Rainey and Rachel Wise and edited by Rachel. Credits are being read by Johnny G. That's me. Thanks to Beatrice Costalima, Mason Wartman, and Andy for sharing their pizza gifts. The music you heard in this episode is by Mario Vile, The Onions, Lizzie Wright's Super Spaceship, Devin Frank, and Belly Belt. The closing song and logo are by Paper Ceilings.
4: And don't forget, if you have a pizza story, a voice memo, song, or an idea to share, let us know. You can email
3: us at homeslicepodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at Homeslice Show. And we're in iTunes now. Woohoo! If you haven't already, subscribe so you'll see
4: whenever a new episode drops. Thanks for listening. Pizza party hard, Homeslice. Pizza party hard.